sick. Back off, Just please. Just shut the fuck up. Wasted five years of my damn life up in this piece of shit hole. I don't know what not. That shit, cut that shit. Enough of the jokes, man. Damn the jokes. <laughs> Damn the jokes. My Martin Lawrence voice. Damn the jokes. This is King Known Uncensored. Oh no, baby. What is you doing, baby? <laughs> oh man, what the fuck, man? Damn, baby. Damn, baby. What is you doing, baby? <laughs> so we gonna start off right off with this shit. So the baby had, I guess it's baby baby mama, uh, Danny Lay, Danny Lay, whatever the fuck this bitch name is. I don't know. I don't know the bitch man. I don't know none of her music. I don't know none of. Her, I don't know nothing she put out that was hot. I don't know nothing about the lady. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, a lot of motherfuckers get sensitive. When a bitch is being a bitch, but um, I digress. So I heard that the baby dragged this lady out like hell, like Charles did Helen. <laughs> oh, so the baby put out his baby mama and his child because she was being unruly. The baby had told her multiple times to leave the premises, and the and Danny Lay said no. So, he called the police. He called 12 to get her removed, her and the child. Woo-wee. Damn, not the baby, baby. 
<laughs> Not the baby, dog. <laughs> This nigga really put the girl out and the kid. What about, uh, let me read the actual news report to see if there's anything that I missed. Because it just seems like the baby was in the right as far as removing the child's mother. But the baby, I don't know if he's using this to promote that trash ass EP that he put out because that shit was butt. There's only like two songs on there that was decent. So the rapper appeared to demand the singer Danny Lay to leave his home while she was feeding their child in a video streamed on Instagram Live. A rep from the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department confirmed that there were two incidents involved the baby and Danny Lay. Now, at 11.59 on November the 14th, Officers responded to a domestic assault call for service at a home. Upon arrival, the victim, the baby, said he had been assaulted by his girlfriend. In a separate incident on November 15th, around 9.35 a.m., officers responded to a disturbance at the same location where the baby told the police that Danny Lay assaulted him. She was served with a criminal summons for simple assault. So the fight was actually on Instagram Live. Wow. They were allegedly arguing while the kid was being fed. They exchanged insults and she was claiming that the baby has not been around since the kid was born and now he's trying to make her leave his apartment. The baby said, I don't want no charges pressed or nothing. I just want her peacefully removed, which they need to hurry up and do as we speak. I want, I ain't even want that behavior on display, but it's okay. And this too shall pass. Wow. All right, man. Here are my thoughts. Now that I read the actual fucking report. Now, I mean, if someone's being unruly in your home and they put their hands on you, which was alleged alleged by the baby, he has a right to remove her from the home by any means necessary. And he has a, also has the right to call the police. Now, the child, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that even that part is even true. A lot of people reported, but the new the news ain't report that he wanted the child removed as well he talking about the girl so basically a lot of y'all on social media are full of shit then but I mean Danny Lay you know what the fuck you was getting into when you got with this man you fucked this man raw he fucked you raw with no condom. You raw dogged him. Because you wanted baby on baby action. And um, my thing about that is. 
you knew the man had previous baby mothers, previous children that he was no longer with, and you still decided to go through with a full-on relationship with this guy, knowing his past history, his criminal history, and pretty much everything. Oh, sis, you should have just had a one-night stand and ran. But it was that good, huh, that you decided to keep the baby. <laughs> I'm saying, though. Ladies, 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 got to read them red flags, man. You got to get your nut and run. Just like these niggas do, fam. It's a lot of nigga shit. <laughs> I mean, I see a lot of women be lusting over the baby on the internet and shit. Despite knowing what type of nigga this, this guy really is. The baby is the dog. He's still young. He's famous. He's successful. And he has overcame backlash. That's a very dangerous man. <laughs> but the baby had a right to remove the unruly woman away from the home. But y'all still stuck on those homophobic comments he made. Now the things that he said may have been disrespectful, but who cares? That woman was still being unruly in that man home. And I'ma leave it at that. Um Kate Cunningham made history last night. He is the fourth rookie to score 25 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and hit five three-pointers in a game. The likes of Trey Young, Steph Curry, and Jason Kidd have achieved this feat. Now, I wasn't expecting K to start scoring 20 pieces this early. I thought he was going to get like a light 18, 5 and 5, and keep it pushing. But this dude is finally close to being 100% from that ankle injury he suffered from. And I heard you bitches talking about draft bust. Y'all been praying and praying that this man gets hurt, praying and praying that this man don't turn out to be a number one overall pick. Y'all was saying Jalen Green was better when Kate busted Jalen Green ass in that game. Kate Cunningham was worthy of being drafted in that top three. He's a solid player. I never said that this dude was going to be a superstar. I had, I had said Chauncey and Rip in Grant Hill's body. But Kate Cunningham played well last night despite us getting our ass whooped by the Sacramento Kings. That's a bad matchup for the Pistons anyway. But Killian Hayes actually showed up in a game against the Raptors where he had 13 points and 10 assists. But he went back to doo-doo last night as he scored zero points on zero of four shooting. I'm telling you, Killian Hayes is not that good, bro. Honestly, Tyrese Halliburton had a good night last night. That's the nigga that we should have drafted. And he showed us that last night, too. All right, 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs. Um, 
Versus has announced that that would be the next Versus. Well, actually, I think Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan is the next Versus. And then I think it's Bone and 3-6. But nonetheless, my thoughts on this, they've had a rivalry for, uh, they had a rivalry in the mid to late 90s, which was squashed later on in the uh, 2000s. They subliminally dissed each other on records. And I don't know who was more of the superior because Bone held their own and 3-6 held their own. So I can't really tell who really won that battle. But what I do know is Bone Thugs and Harmony lyrically are the superior group. But 3-6 Mafia, this is a versus battle. This is about the hits. 3-6 got way more hits than Bone. That's just a fact. Bone, I'd rank, I'd rank Bone higher. As, I think Bone is the better group. But if we talking about hits, 3-6 Mafia got these niggas by a landslide. And don't let Juice, Juicy J show up. Because Juicy J is the member of the group that currently has younger fans. Because he has had hits released within the last 10 years. Bone Thugs haven't necessarily had a hit record since I tried. That was the last hit record that they had. And that was like 07. Juicy J had hit records two, three years ago. But 3-6 Mafia has a classic uh, discography, of course. Bone Thugs put out better albums. But 3-6 Mafia has had more entertaining content. And Versus is about entertainment and hits. However, Bone, they going to be one them niggas that's freestyling acapella. Them dudes is going to showcase their lyrical talent and their ability to rap fast as fuck. Now, let's move on to the Lakers, man. Oh, boy. The Lakers are so inconsistent. They got their ass stomped out by the Chicago Bulls last night. And Russell Westbrook, I heard, was laughing at the presser last night. This nigga don't really give a fuck, huh? The Lakers moved to 8-7. and seven. That's okay, but not what the media was saying that they would be. You know, Phoenix and Golden State are the two top teams in the West. I wasn't expecting Golden State to jump out like that, but they did. I expected Phoenix to be atop the conference. And I just got word that LeBron James could be back by the end of this week. They for damn sure need him. But Montrez Harrell exposed uh, Frank Vogel. He made some comments about the Lakers last year having issues rebounding the ball, but Vogel never looking Trez's way to put him in the game. This is what Trez does. He's energetic. He can rebound. He can. He got handles. And he can finish well at the rim. He's just undersized. But I have an idea. If this Lakers project doesn't continue to get better, I think Frank Vogel will be the scapegoat and he will get fired. 
during the season. And speaking of Trez, man, look at the Washington Wizards. They are atop of the Eastern Conference. Look at Trez, Kuzma, KFC. Them niggas is thriving in Washington. Damn, I thought LeBron James made all his teammates better. It looks like Bradley Beal makes his teammates better. And Bradley Beal always gets slack for not making his teammates better. I just think that, I mean, I think Contavious Caldwell Pope played well with LeBron James. Don't get me wrong, but guys like Kyle Kuzma don't fit well with LeBron James. He needs a free, free reign offense where he can play his game to where he can execute off the dribble and be in places where he's comfortable scoring. LeBron James does not allow guys like Kyle Kuzma to be comfortable on the floor. And Montrez Harrell likes to operate from the paint. And him and LeBron did not match well together. LeBron and AD did not match well together. And then they buried Trez on the end of the bench and made the, the previous six man of the year a third string backup. Now, let's look at Montrez Harrell numbers this year. Montrez Harrell this season is averaging 18 points per game and nine rebounds per game. Last year on the Los Angeles Lakers, he only averaged 14 points per game and six rebounds per game. Um, the Warriors win streak was ended by the Charlotte Hornets and looks like the Hornets are taking off. They're having a very good season. Lonzo and Caruso got revenge against the Lakers, their former team. And, it, and Lonzo gave kisses to the Lakers bench. Last but not least, Paul George is having an amazing MVP caliber season this year. Paul George currently is averaging 27 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, and 5 assists per game. And he, I think he leads the league in steals per game, if I'm not mistaken. But Paul George had one bad playoff series. Just one. Now, according to fickle NBA fans, Paul George has this reputation as a choke artist. And I would have to call bullshit on that. Now, Paul George is a fuck up by nature. He fucks up sometimes. But a choke artist is a person that chokes all the time when the lights are bright. And last year's playoffs, when Kawhi Leonard got injured, Paul George stepped up to the plate and finished off the Utah Jazz, which was a number one seed in seven games, and then went down to the wire in a seven-game series with the Western Conference champions, Phoenix Suns. He almost took the 
LA Clippers to the NBA Finals without Kawhi Leonard. Now, this is, and Paul George has been in three conference finals. Paul George was in the conference finals with the Indiana Pacers. And one of those series were seven, were seven games where they both faced off against a super team in the Miami Heat. Now, me personally, I don't think it's fair to single out Paul George as a choke artist when this man last year not only bounced back, but did still alongside Kawhi Leonard put up MVP caliber numbers. And then you would you a lot of people have amnesia about Paul George. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me think. What was I about to say? Uh, oh, Paul George having an MVP caliber season in OKC where they lost to Dame Lillard. I get that. They lost. But Paul, that didn't stop Paul George on two bad shoulders for putting up elite numbers. Let me check them numbers from that year in the playoffs. Damn. 29 points per game. Nine rebounds per game. Are you sure that these are the numbers of a choke artist? Is this the symptoms of a choke artist? What did he shoot from the field? He shot 43% from the field, 31% from three. Well, damn it, he was taking all the goddamn shots because Russell Westbrook did not show up in that series. And Dame Lillard busted that nigga ass. I hate to be the one that blames Russ for everything, but in that series, he was the one to blame, unfortunately. And, the, and I, I got to give some blame to Billy Donovan as well. And the fact that OKC did not ever really have a bench. Like, ever in the history of niggerdom. But other than that, this is King No Uncensored. Oh, oh no, baby, what is you doing, baby? And I'm out.